We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for March 8th, 2015. And uh, the first part of the study, we're going to be just kind of breaking down a little bit of this current situation with Ken Hovind. And um, the first report here, and I'm not, I'm just going to be hitting some high points here, and I'm going to be playing some audio clips. Uh, they explain it better than I can really explain it. But the first part is if you're wanting to understand more uh, what's going on with this case. If you've heard about it, you don't really understand it, this will explain that. It'll give you all the documentation. It'll explain to you why this is such a travesty of injustice that is happening to Kent Hovind. And this is entitled Breakdown on Why Prosecutors Want to Censor Kent Hovind in His Upcoming Trial. There's a lot of reasons they want to shut Ken Hovind up. It's a multitude, a plethora of reasons why they would want to shut him up. Uh, in fact, I don't even think all of that is even going to be covered in the audio clips I'm playing, but uh, you have an extremely righteous, honest person in jail that operates with just an incredible level of integrity. And as a result, he has witnessed injustice after travesty after injustice after travesty done to not only himself but even people um, that he's interacted with in the prison system since he's been in there for eight years and you know he just wants the truth to all come out and they want to make sure that he is shut up and he is in jail for the rest of his life and we're going to be looking at uh, this current thing that's going on right now so just some points to this part. These are all links that you can click on for the PDF for March 8th, 2015 at Um It's just some of the bullet points. New prosecutor Ryan J. Love, protected violent felon who was employed by the ATF, uh, now prosecuting um, the Ken Hovind case. There's a timeline of events you can click on. Um, there's a point entitled Pamela C. Marsh and Tiffany Edgar's Silence Jury and the Evidence. There's proof, letters from professionals that absolve Ken Hovind from all wrongdoing. Proof, Judge Margaret Casey Rogers was caught altering the court transcript. This is this wicked witch of the West judge that is just pure evil. That is um, just doing, has done everything in the world to stack the deck, to rig the game um, in favor of Satan, essentially, regarding Ken Hovind. This truly is a battle of good versus evil. And this also figures into the whole 501c3 kind of church issue a little bit. And we're going to be covering that today as well. So it's all going to be kind of focused in on those uh, things that we're talking about. Uh, there's another bullet point here. Uh, Judge Margaret Casey Rogers is anti-Christian and biased, and that's an understatement. Proof that Judge Margaret Casey Rogers prejudged Kent calling him the head of a criminal organization. She said worse than that. We'll see that um, when we hear the audios. And then also uh, proof sexual deviant, immoral, and mentally ill people in prison Kent Hovind. These are some of the most wicked evil people on the planet that have been caught red-handed that have been the ones that that have have put him uh in prison and we're going to go over there's a there's an audio we'll be listening to and it's 20 things that um 20 shocking attacks on ken hoven that north korea would welcome i mean it, when it, it's just such a flagrant battle of good versus evil here. I have never seen in a court case such a clear cut in your face where the evil and the wicked people trying to expose him have already been exposed. Normally, you don't know a lot about maybe the judge or the prosecutor, but this is like all come out in this particular case. And I think it's God's way of vindicating and making it very obvious to the body of Christ what we're dealing with here. And, and, and we're going to get into that uh, shortly. Um, 
bullet point, IRS caught stealing a quarter of a billion dollars from American people, but they'll give, they'll give tax return, they'll, they'll give tax um, refunds to illegal aliens coming into the country that have never even filed taxes for past years. They're doing this. And you figure, well, they never even filed for past tax years. Yeah, but they're still going to give them their refunds. They're going to give them everything. And But yet a, a legal, law-abiding citizen, they're the enemy. They're the, they're, they're the evil one. And we live in a, in a society where evil is called good and good is called evil. That is the norm now. It's particularly in the, uh, quote, justice, governmental justice system. More and more it's becoming the norm. Um... Congress, well, this bullet point, Congress is furious with the IRS for targeting Christian Americans. How furious they are, I would question that. But the IRS is absolutely targeting Christians in Christian ministries and things of this nature. Uh, new Attorney General Loretta Lynch caught protecting drug money launderers and terrorists. I mean, it's just becoming more and more flagrant. So uh, this is the main man that has been in the video updates at uh, freekenhoven.com, Rudy Davis, uh, we're going to hear from him on these audios here, asked everyone to show up to the courthouse in Pensacola, Florida, United States Courthouse, 1 North Palafox Street. Now, this is all in the, my PDF. It's also at freekenthoven.com, Pensacola, Florida. Um, so it's 1 North Palafox, P-A-L-A-F-O-X Street, Pensacola, Florida, 32502. Um, there's a little link here you can click for directions. FreeKentHoven.com is reporting that Mr. Hoven was moved to an isolation cell yesterday. A 7 by 9 foot cell shared by two people. He's already led the guy in the cell with him to the Lord already. I mean, these are some of the worst people they're trying to put in with him. They're trying to get him killed. They've moved him I don't know how many different times in the course of his incarceration in hopes that somebody will shank him. Somebody that that is, shank him mean like take a uh, some type of sharp object that they've made and kill him. God continually protects him because his mission on this planet is not done. So God is going to continue, but they, they, nothing they can do is going to kill him un unless until God says it is his time. Doesn't matter. You know, God's bigger than all of this, is the whole point here. He's led like 700-some people to the Lord in the eight years he's been in prison. 700. Personally. I mean, I can't even imagine what Ken Hovind's <laughs> rewards in heaven are going to... The guy's taking a vow of poverty. All of this is over all this money, but this is money that was going right back into the ministry. He's taking a vow of poverty. He was driving the church van, living in the parsonage on site of um, their, their ministry there. Not a greedy person. Vow poverty. You know, I mean, and they moved him to a 7 by 9 cell shared by two people in Santa Rosa County Jail. He has to sleep on the floor. And he has no longer has phone access. I heard the interview of when he first told Rudy this over the phone. I've been sending these updates out. And um, just this is this is just so evil. Eight years of this. Supporters are asking people to call the jail at 850-983-1100 and ask why he is in isolation, if he can be moved out of isolation into a dorm with phone access. Uh, he's got like an hour. He's in, he's in lockdown for 23 hours a day. He's got one hour. He goes out and he makes his phone calls during that hour, typically is when you'll hear from him. Now, you can hear more um, audio updates on this here. Um, I'll tell you what, guys. What about a road trip? What about a road trip for this one? He's nine hours away from me where I'm at. I just, like, all last week, I've just been, like, really convicted by God. You need to go. You need to go. Just just shut up. I don't care how buried you are. I mean, I'm not saying God's saying that to me. But the reality is, uh, I'm going to make time. 
I'm going to make time and I'm going. I'm probably going to be leaving probably like Tuesday morning. Try to get down there, probably stay like a couple days down there and at least try to go there to, to be of some support in that. And, um, you know, it's an open invitation for my listeners as well. I just feel like he needs to be supported more. You know, the, he's tried to call in this uh, this Rudy, this uh, Rudy Davis, this brother, and it's like every time he calls in Alex Jones or his wife, they're getting cut off, or they're getting like either cut off right before they're supposed to go on. I don't understand this. Why is Alex Jones doing this? He's not letting them on the line. I mean, okay, maybe it's just a whatever unfortunate thing that he they're 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 coming in late or whatever but it just seems really weird to me uh i don't know i'm going so praise the lord um i i would say that i would encourage my listeners to be praying for ken hoven for the people traveling back and forth because some people are going they stay a couple days probably like i'm gonna have to do and then they got to come back for travel mercy for for Ken Hoven that, that he finally get out of jail. This is so ridiculous what has happened to him. And it's one of those things like, you know, if you were in jail, you'd want somebody you'd want to see as much support as possible. And so I'm encouraging everybody if they can, if at all possible, um go ahead and get down there and in in you know to pray and, and 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 to be there on site. I've always I've went to a lot of cursed places in my life, and 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 not as much lately because the ministry's kind of pinned me down for a number of years. But I've always noticed that it's a huge, totally different dynamic that if you go someplace to pray than it is you being hundreds of miles away praying for it. It's different when you set foot in a place like that. You know, whether it be the courtroom to observe or whether it be outside, there's a different dynamic from a spiritual standpoint of going to there than just praying long distance. Now, hey, praying long distance is great. Not everybody's going to be able to do this. Um, this is really hard for me to even do. If, if I'm away from my computer for like a day, I'm just buried, you know, so, but, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I might not be able to do a study next week that type of thing but um so that's what I'm, I'm planning on doing here let's go ahead and, and, and play some of these videos here so we can understand a little bit better what's going on here and and so we can get a better idea so i'm going to play this first one here about 10 minutes number 20 in 2006 a government swat team raided kent hoven's creation science ministry I believe Behemoth is the long-necked dinosaur. Okay, so that that's Ken Hoven talking in the background. He's kind of got like audio clips of him. And he had a SWAT team storm his compound. I mean, a hardened criminal, Ken Hoven, you know. And again, this is it's just, it's just so evil. Now there are 13 different long-necked dinosaurs, okay? There's the Brachiosaur, the Apatosaur, the Cetosaur, he's got the big seat, okay? There's the Blondosaur. It's a dinosaur with blonde hair. You have to talk to her kind of slow, okay? Uh. 19. Kent and his wife, Joe, got arrested at gunpoint. He likes to joke around. Always good, clean humor, you know, just cute. He had a little dinosaur with blonde hair, it's cute. Anyway. Joe was dragged out of bed and not allowed to get dressed. This violent method of arresting a suspect is usually reserved for, for hardcore gang-related activity. It was disproportionate and a totally over-the-top display of force. This one professor was getting very angry. <clears throat> I seem to do that to them. He said, Mr. Hoven, you realize there are nearly 400 varieties of dogs in the world today? I said, sir, I have no idea how many, but 400 sounds good. He said, do you mean to tell me that you believe all those dogs came from two dogs on Noah's Ark? You want me to believe that? I said, sir, uh, would you look at what you're teaching your students? You're teaching your students that all those dogs came from a rock. 18. They were both 
thrown in prison. Joe got released from jail a few years ago, but as of February 2015, Kent maintains his innocence from behind bars. 17. The prosecution of Kent Hovind was led by Michelle M. Heldmeyer, U.S. Attorney, and um, uh, J.D. Roy Atchison, Assistant U.S. Attorney. In 1993, Judge Richard Kreidler of Jacksonville committed suicide when he was caught and charged with the crime of purchasing illegal pornographic materials. The following year, in May 1994, Michelle Heldmeyer, now the uh, U.S. Attorney, made national news when it was found that her husband, Joseph Heldmeyer, was on the same pornographic mailing list as the judge. He was never prosecuted. You see how God, in this particular case, is absolutely letting all of their wicked, evil sins be laid bare for everyone to see, just to show you how much of an absolute, total example of good versus evil that we're talking about here. The Sun Sentinel, in an article titled, Attorney's Actions Warrant Probe, from May 14, 1994, poses the question, why? Was it because he's the husband of an assistant U.S. attorney, Michelle Heldmeyer? Presumably. I said, ma'am, do you believe in evolution? She said, yes, I do. I am a professor here at the university. I said, well, ma'am, would you please tell me then where we came from? She said, we came from a macro molecule. I said, and where did that come from? She said, from the oceans, from the prebiotic soup. I said, and where did that come from? She said, it rained on the rocks for millions of years. You can see it was slowly dawning on her. You know, I do believe I come from a rock. Yes, ma'am, you do. 16. Just a few days after Kent Hovind's trial, the assistant U.S. attorney, J.D. Roy Atchison here, was caught, arrested, and jailed for attempting to rape a five-year-old. These are, these are the degenerate devils that have been the, the source of, of prosecution of Ken Hovind. And they're all being, they've all are being or have been exposed. I mean, it's just so flagrantly in your face obvious what's going on. Number 15. At Kent's trial, Judge Margaret Casey Rogers, the presiding judge over the case, allegedly said, Kent Hovind's crime is worse than rape. Did the judge know the prosecutor was a rapist? Number four. She said that, but they struck it from the transcript. When he when he requested a transcript, they it took him like, I don't know, it's like 16 months to finally get it, and by the time he had got it, they'd removed it from the transcript. It's just these these are just wicked evil devils. That, that you're dealing with here. To appeal the case, Kent paid $6,000 for a full court transcript. A court transcript is an unedited copy of every word spoken in the courtroom. To be valid, the appeal had to be filed within 12 months. The documents were held back for 16 months, making sure Kent missed the deadline for appealing his own case. 13. Four months after the deadline, and too late to file an appeal, Kent finally received the transcript, and somebody had tampered with it, removing the judge's words, worse than rape. 12. Eight attendees of the court have signed an affidavit stating that they all heard Judge Margaret Casey Rogers declare Kent Hovind's crime to be worse than rape. Whoever tampered with the official court transcript is not known, but the fact, that fact alone that it was tampered with is enough to overturn the case. 11. And what hideous monstrous crime deserves the title worse than rape? Structuring. Not murder, not genocide, no. Structuring. That's withdrawing any amount of your own money from your own bank account. I'm not making this up. If you withdraw money from your own bank more than twice in the last 10 years, then you're guilty of structuring. 
He served eight years in prison for a nonsense made up crime. 10. To recap. So he's, he's in prison for something that, okay, withdrawing money from your account is why he's in prison. This has nothing to do with him being some type of, of tax protester or, or whatever. Has nothing to do with that. See, again, they made all this stuff up against him to get him in jail because they didn't like what he was saying in his lecturing circuit. He was exposing the government. He was doing a lot of things to expose wickedness and evil. He was exposing evolution to a huge degree. And they just finally got to a point where they're like, I, we're just going to make stuff up. And we're, we're going to get this guy in prison. The assistant U.S. attorney who prosecuted Kent was a rapist. The judge allegedly said Kent Hovind was, was worse than a rapist. The prosecutor was then found guilty of rape. Then the judge's statements about rape got removed from the court transcripts. And those transcripts were finally delivered to Kent four months past beyond the deadline for appeal. And that's only half of it. Do you still believe Kent Hovind was uh, guilty? Nine. Two juries were dismissed until the guilty verdict was made. Eight. Kent has been moved around from prison to prison 23 times in the last eight years. Some say they're trying to get him killed because the more you move a prisoner around, the more likely they are to share a cell with a violent inmate. Seven. Allegedly, the okay. Now that's also, especially if they're doing putting them on buses quite a bit. That's also called diesel therapy, and that's where they'll they'll just put them on buses and ship them around the country from prison to prison to prison, and basically give them one brown bag lunch a day, shackle them in with with metal. I'm not sure how much of that was done to him, but I'm sure it was done to him to a certain extent. And basically, it's just an attempt to try to kill people. Uh, so they're, they've done a ton of things to try to kill him, as far as I, I can see. IRS agent Scott Schneider seized over $42,000 from the Creation Ministry's safe and then created a tax bill for the exact amount of money seized. 6. Judge Margaret Casey Rogers has a track record of handing out unjust and outrageous rulings against Bible believers. For example, she issued a contempt order against two school teachers for praying before they ate their food. The Washington Times reported and the sources at the... This wicked witch judge, okay, is as pure, pure evil. A vessel of Satan fitted, meaning prepared ahead of time for God's destruction. I don't know what more satanic fruit we could see from an individual to verify that. The wicked go astray from the womb. They speak lies as soon as they be born. She is a vessel of wrath fitted for God's destruction as far as I can see. And I pray if it be possible, her soul be saved. But from the fruit I have observed, and the Bible says you shall know them by their fruit, all I can come to the conclusion of is this woman is pure evil bottom of the screen there that over 60 congressmen stepped in to show support for the teachers who were facing jail time and that the judge was completely out of line ruling against the the first amendment constitution rights she ought to have been dismissed as a judge at that point but the case got settled out of court and the judge is still in office this is outrageous number five the same judge, Margaret Casey Rogers, who allegedly misdirected the jury on the first trial and seems to have delayed the paperwork to stop the appeal and may even have ordered the tampering with the court transcripts, has been selected to be the new judge in the upcoming trial. That is a massive conflict of interest. And she's the judge right now. Okay, this same wicked witch of the West is the, is the judge now. The same one. They brought her back because they couldn't find anybody more satanic and somebody that would have hated Ken Hovind more than her. So, of course, they had to get her back in the game. Number four, a coordinated effort between the police force who authorized the SWAT team, the IRS agents who invented tax bills, the prosecutor who was a convicted felon, 
and the judge, with a track record of issuing heavy-handed anti-Christian rulings, can only require Congress to investigate, because unsound, unsafe, rough justice will continue to infect the system unless people are made aware. Number three, while in prison, Kent Hovind has highlighted the fact that judges are allowed to invest in the prison industrial complex. They can hold stocks in private prisons for profit. Judges are incentivized to hand out longer sentences because while the prisons are full, the companies that run those prisons will be in profit. And a judge who has an investment in those stocks will take a dividend from that profit. It's a conflict of interest for a judge to profit from handing out longer sentences. And they ought to be banned from investing in prison-related stock. Number two. And he's wrote a big book on that. While he's, been, he's wrote all kind of books since he's been in prison, that's one of the subjects he's covered. Uh, the prison scam. I've covered it before. I'm sure he probably did it. I mean, he's like literally living it every day. And that's another reason they don't want to let him out. An internet petition with over 19,000 signatures on it to free Kent Hovind was removed from the internet. We know who has the petition, but he, he won't release it. A link to a new petition can be found below this video. So the number one mind-blowing thing that happened to Kent Hovind is that he now faces a further 100 years in prison. The new trial is set for February 9, uh, 2015. The trial could be moved to March. Uh, and what crime has he was. committed that deserves that sort of lengthy sentence? He mailed the Liz pendants on the title of his property. The government appears to be selling off all his assets, and his property is still in dispute. The Liz pendants informs any buyers that there's still legal dispute over the houses. Once again, They've made up a ridiculous crime of mail fraud to unjustly have him jailed for the rest of his life. He is going to be facing up to 100 more years in jail because he mailed a letter. This is how wicked, sick, and corrupt the justice system is in America. I saw it firsthand with my parents. They had a $2.5 million company essentially stolen from them. I mean, I was right there. I actually went into even like arbitration and stuff during this. And I saw it happen firsthand. And basically what it was is uh, like the fifth richest family in Minnesota um, basically agreed to pay my dad $2.5 million for a company that he had, a product that he had actually invented, a portable evaporative cooling fan. It was an amazing product. And... Uh, once he paid them the, the initial payment, they moved all the equipment up to Minnesota and then they said, ah, we're not gonna pay you another dime. There's some little thing in the patent we don't like and therefore we're gonna keep the whole company and guess what? Go ahead and try to sue us. I got 27 or 50 some attorneys and my dad spent the last years of his life all the way up to when he died and I'm sure that had everything a huge thing with putting him in the grave. Granted, it humbled him, and I believe it, it enabled me to lead him to the Lord, and and he needed that. Okay, but the fact remains is that they did all of this, and my dad fought them and fought them and fought them for ten some years, and, and it was all to no avail. At the end, he had become such a thorn in their side that they literally flew down a corrupt judge for hire to Fort Myers, Florida, to rule specifically against my dad's cases. He was only there for like a few months, and then once that was all settled and done, then they flew him, um, he, he left. And, and, and from that point, you know, I think that was the final thing that, that really, uh, I don't know, that was the final thing that, that um, my dad knew at that point he had no chance ever of, of, of getting his company back, ever. And this, this type of stuff goes on all the time. And it's becoming increasingly more common as the world gets more wicked and corrupt. So let's go and let's go to the next video now.
Ken Hovind video and he awakened properties. This is what it's all about. This is what Ken Hovind is in, uh, was fighting for. He's in front of Dinosaur Adventureland. I always wanted to take Taylor there. Um, when she was little, and, and they they shut it down before we could even really get a chance to get up there. From where I was at in Fort Myers, Pensacola is a gigantic drive. I mean, I mean, even though it's still in the state of Florida, Florida is a really really long. I mean, if you go from Southwest Florida into Pensacola, that is a gigantic drive. And um, I was never able to actually get there. But he's in front of the gates now. This is what they're trying to they're trying to just take everything from the ministry. And I believe this is uh, uh, Brother Rudy here talking about this. And uh, just like Naboth in the Bible, uh, this has been in his family's name for decades, if not 20 to 30 years. I don't know the exact, but this is this is it. This is what Ken Hoven and any American that's owned a piece of property, been on the property, uh, you want to keep the property if it's been in your family's name for decades. And uh, we love our brother Ken Hoven. We want to support him. And his trial's coming up next week. And... Um, let me say this because I may have given people the wrong impression. I do pray for uh, the people that uh, want, you know, want to come against our brother in the Lord. I do pray that they'll come to know the Lord Jesus. I really do. We need to pray for everyone involved. Uh, everyone involved in this situation, I hope they come to know the Lord Jesus. But uh, I would say that as men and women, as a body of Christ, we need to uh, stand on biblical truth. And... Um, I would also interject, though, this is the main reason I did that teaching on Psalm 64. And this would be the main psalm, I would say, I mean, whatever, however the Lord convicts you, to pray regarding this particular thing. Because what you're doing is you're asking God to hide the righteous, to hide Ken Hoven, and the righteous people coming against this from the secret counsel of the wicked. The secret counsel of the wicked. I mean, this is like this wicked, evil judge and the, and the wicked, evil devils behind her. You know, and then you're asking God to righteously judge the wicked because when God righteously judges the wicked, good things always happen every time. We don't want to ask God to bless the wicked in their wickedness. So there's a difference between a wicked person doing something to you personally and you basically taking that and praying God to bless them. It's something different though when you have wicked people prospering in wickedness. They're, they're, nothing good comes of that ever. I mean, look at this. This is just one example. Wickedness is prospering all over the planet. And that's why I did that teaching on Psalm 64. If you've never heard it, key in Psalm um, in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. Uh, that prayer really changed my life. And... Um, it's it's just it it's a concept that's rarely taught in the churches anymore and yet there's so many psalms that get into that and i just think you need to have the right mindset when you're praying it yes if it be possible i do pray their souls be saved but you know what they're not going to get saved if they keep prospering in wickedness even if there is a chance the only way they're going to get saved is if they get taken to the woodshed by god if they get humbled by god and then they see their lost estate. They see what wicked, filthy people that they are. And if there's any chance whatsoever, if there's any conscience left within them, if, if, if their conscience hasn't been seared with a hot iron, okay, then they will actually have a chance to get saved. So it's really the most merciful thing you could pray for the wicked. You know? Um, so anyway, that's. I just wanted to kind of throw that in there. You know, just... Uh I pray that God will be uplifted in all of this situation. But going back to Dinosaur Adventureland, this is the property, and we want to ask, and we got a couple of dogs coming up, we want to say that, um, you know, the government's getting uh, very tyrannical, and uh, we just want to, like... It's funny, these two dogs just kind of walk by in the back. It's like a cameo appearance by these two, two kind of, like, mutt dogs that just kind of walk by. It's funny. Um, let's have everybody do the right thing. We want to have everybody uh, just do what's right, and if Ken Hovind wants to keep his property, we need to support that. Uh, there are some of us that believe that property was taken away illegally, and uh, we, we want to support our brother. And uh, this new trial, uh, we want to support our brother in his new trial. We've got an entire week of uh, court coming up, and it's the, it's the portion of the trial where Kent gets to present his defense. The prosecution has had the previous week. and so Okay, so he's talking about this week coming up. This is a brand new, well, the video was made um, 
It's the entitled, this is entitled, Please Attend Trial of Pastor Ken Hoven Monday, March 9th, 2015. I won't be able to be there Monday. I got to get this teaching up online. I got to tie up some loose ends before I can actually start down there. But um, this next week, Kent's actually going to be presenting his side of the case. And I think it's it's more crucial um, at this point, too, to, to you know, make our, our presence known and our, our literally being there physically or praying wherever you're at regarding the situation. I think it's it's more uh, important now than ever. As Kent presents his defense, we need to be there to support our brother in the Lord, Kent Hovind, uh, who's impacted my life, and I know he's impacted thousands, if not tens of thousands of others' lives. And uh, Kent has been there for us. I mean, I was bought into the lie of evolution in my younger part of life until Kent Hovind watched the Kent Hovind video, and he awakened me to biblical creation truth. And has Ken Hovind impacted positively your life? Has he shed some truth, biblical truth in your life? Uh, he may have won you to the Lord. He may have pointed you to biblical truth and pointed you uh, to Jesus Christ. And if he's he's won a ton of people to the Lord, I mean, flat out. I mean, he, he, I, I don't even, <laughs> I don't even. I mean, I'm I'm not even anywhere near this guy. His his league. He's just. I mean, I just love him, and and I think that that he is just, I don't know, he's got an, an easygoing way about him too. He's not like, I don't know. There's something about the, his delivery and the way he goes about it that's very humble, is I guess the point I'm trying to make. And and sometimes you'll see a lot of pride commingled with people that are. Are um, maybe a preacher that's that's witnessing or or, or whatever, and, and, and Ken Hovind's got just his his approach. I, I just personally love it. Uh, I'm not I'm not downing anyone that that preaches differently. It's just that personally, the way that he goes about winning souls to the Lord, the way that he goes about presenting truth, he 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 commingles a lot of lighthearted clean humor in there i just really feel like that's the way to go about things if you can you're you're gonna you're gonna um turn a lot less people off um it's it's easy for somebody that's in the world they're gonna get turned off real easy if you're gonna come off if, if you come off what they would term a sanctimonious or holier than thou or i'm better than you okay and and i mean i think that's we've all seen that done and I I try not to do that um, I'm sure I've failed many times uh, but I just I've always loved his approach um, the man is brilliant um, the the evolutionary things that he gets into he has debated multiple evolutionists uh, professors and things like this he's never been beaten in a debate I mean um, he, he's just he's 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 just an amazing person uh, through the Lord done so was he there for you? When are, when are we as the body of Christ going to come together for our brother Ken Hovind? He's already spent eight years in prison. They're trying to keep him in jail for the rest of his life. And I'm not being dramatic. Uh, what I'm saying, about to say may be shocking, and it may be so shocking that it goes over your head and not able to understand. They're trying to keep him in prison for the rest of his life for mailing a letter. My goodness, really? So, Ken Hovind... See, this is why I'm so keen on this. Why I think God's convicted me so much about this. There's not gonna if, if if he if they do this, I don't think that I think they're gonna throw away the key. I don't think there's gonna be any recourse for him. I think that Satan is gonna make sure that there's no recourse. This is everything hinges upon this week and and the, the rest of this court trial. I I just am really convicted in that regard. Needs us. Ken Hovind needs us in that courtroom, and I would say let's uh, not let our brother down. Let's let's ask God, pray to God, uh, offer prayer to God. To ha what would he have you do? When Ken Hovind needs us, I would say if you can be there, please be there in that courtroom, 1 North Pal Palafox Street, Pensacola, Florida, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and let's support our brother in the Lord, Ken Hovind, and um, pray that God will work a mighty work so that only God will get the glory in this situation. As we go forward, we want God, the Lord Jesus Christ, to get the glory and that our brother, Ken Hovind, will be set free and walk out of that prison. And it will be a joyous, glorious day when Ken Hovind can walk back to his property, be reunited with his family, and pick up his ministry where he left off eight years ago. And uh, for those coming against him, my prayer is that you do...
come to know the Lord Jesus Christ and that you do know what's right. And I pray that you may not know what you're doing is evil. You may think what you're doing is right. And I pray that the Lord convicts you that you'll see through all of this and uh, do what's right. And we pray that for you. That's uh, really all i got to say. If there's any questions, please go to uh, FreeKentHoven.com, www.FreeKentHoven.com for live updates. Uh, and you can also go to www.2Peter3 to learn more about Ken Hoven's ministry. And uh, we praise God for the people that are standing up for our brother in the Lord, Pastor Ken Hoven. All right, this was the dinosaur. Okay, so I'm going to go to the next video. These are just short reports, but each of them has their own little thing they're adding to this. <laughs> Newswithviews.tv. Hi, friends. This is Coach Dave Dobbenmeyer at Newswithviews.tv at Newswithviews.com. Thanks for tuning in today. You know, I just returned from uh, Pensacola, Florida, with a group of friends of mine, and you're gonna in the next little short clip, you're gonna hear Brother Rudy, the one that was just talking, uh, interview Coach Dave Dobbenmeyer on the courtroom steps. That's the last little video that we'll play. Uh, we went down to stand with our friend. Dr. Ken Hoven, who's on trial in Pensacola, Florida, for the charge of mail fraud. I think it's important that I give you a little bit of information that's certainly been misrep uh, misreported in the press. And anytime you do a Google search or anything like that on Dr. Hoven, the wrong information comes up. Uh, let me make this very clear. Dr. Ken Hoven has served 100 months in jail, not for tax issues. Uh, you'll do a Google search and they'll say that he's a tax protester or a tax evasion or whatever. Dr. Ken Hoven has spent 100 months in jail, eight and a half years, for the issue of structuring. And just recently, the commissioner of the Internal Revenue Service, John Koskinen, just came out and issued an apology to Americans all across the spectrum for having misused the idea of structuring in seizing bank accounts. If my recollection is correct, it was like 127 people across America last year who had their bank accounts seized because of charges of structuring. So it would be important for us to understand what structuring is. It was a policy that was put in place to help uh, law enforcement deal with drug dealers who were trying to launder money. And the law said that anytime a cash deposit of $10,000 or a cash withdrawal of $10,000 was made, it had to be reported to the IRS. Well, people began to get around that by taking out less than $10,000, maybe $9,500, which is what Dr. Kent Hoven did. Now, there's nothing illegal about doing that. It is his own money. He would go to the bank and he would take out the money, $9,500 a week, maybe, and pay the people that he owed money to, pay the expenses of their ministry, of, of the uh, people who worked for him, instead of uh, having to do 1099s or whatever was involved with that. Well, the IRS put together this, this policy based on, on structuring, used uh, specifically, put in place specifically for drug dealers, and that is what they charged Kent Hovind with, was structuring, not tax evasion. He never evaded any taxes at all. And then to top it off, folks, after Ken Hovind, over a period of several years, took $9,000 a week out of his bank account to pay his bills, he didn't stuff it in a pillow or under a mattress, it was his money that the ministry had earned after Ken Hoven had amassed about $434,000 in withdrawals over the period of time paying his bills. The IRS said, listen, because that money was, was uh, involved in structuring, that money belongs to us. And they tried to seize $434,000 from Dr. Hoven. And of course, he didn't have $434,000 because why? They'd spent it. They'd paid it. They weren't trying to hide anything from anybody. So Dr. Hoven, when he was put in jail, then they went about the idea of trying to seize the property to come up with the $434,000. And what Dr. Hoven is on trial today, folks, he is not a tax pro protester or a tax evader. What Dr. Hoven is on trial today for, and I consider it piling on, is what they called mail fraud from jail. And what he did is was a perfectly legal action, filing uh, court actions from jail. He's, he's done that for, for the eight years he's been in there trying to get himself free. He filed a, a motion whereby he put into the file of his properties a legal document saying, listen, there's still, this property is still being contested. This is not a free and clear property. 
And so when they would do a title search, someone wanted to buy his property, they'd do a title search, this letter would be in there saying, listen, there's some debate as to who owns this property. Buyer beware, you're buying some property that's still in dispute. Perfectly legal that he did it. But because the judge had told him to stop doing that, stop filing the, the, uh, the, the reports, stop filing the appeals, they found him in contempt of court. So Kent Hovind is in, jail, or is in court today for two things. Mail fraud. Listen, folks, if he had taken that filing and he had hand-carried it to the courthouse, it would not be mail fraud. Do you understand that? It would not be mail fraud. But he couldn't hand-carry it. It had to go through the mail. And issue number two, he has the right to appeal while he's in there. But they're also charging him with contempt of court because he continued to exercise his God-given right, his American right to appeal. The, the First Amendment says the right to re, uh, 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 petition the government for a redress of grievances. That's what Kent Hovind has done. Folks, he is not a tax protester. He has not refused to pay his taxes. They have seized $434,000 from him already, which was not their money to begin with. And now they want to put Kent Hovind in jail for an additional 20 years. It's amazing. We had the opportunity to be in the courtroom, spent uh, two days, three days down there in support of Dr. Kent Hovind, and just want you to know that I believe that the charges that they're bringing against him right now are nothing more than piling on trying to put him in jail for an additional 20 years. I would request that you'd pray for Dr. Dino, pray for Kent Hovind, that justice would be served. So more than anything with this video, I want to clear something up. He is not a tax protester. He's not in jail for tax evasion. He's not in jail for not properly paying his taxes. He's in jail for a process called structuring, which was designed to be used to combat drug dealers. Is that unbelievable? Pray for Ken Oven that justice would be done in his case. This is Coach Dave Dobbenmeyer at newswithviews.tv at newswithviews.com. We'll see you next time. And from what I've heard, the IRS has stopped even doing that. They've actually, they're not doing this structuring thing anymore. So this is something that they're not even going after. And yet, but evidently it still applies to him, even though he's not done a thing wrong ever regarding any of this. So it's just mind-blowing, the the evil that we're dealing with here. Last report here. Yes, sir. They'll continue the jury selection. Once that's done, then we'll probably probably get on with the yeah, They said it could take a... Okay, this is Brother Rudy interviewing Coach Dave Dobbemeyer, the man you just heard. And now they're, they're, they're kind of like just talking amongst themselves on the courthouse steps. This was just last week. One to two weeks. Yeah. One to two weeks. Yeah. Listen, folks, don't miss this. He mailed a letter. That's what he's really on trial for now, as to the impact of that letter. But that was his crime, right, Rudy? Right. Had he hand carried the letter right, and delivered it, it's not, not a crime. A crime right. But because he sent yeah. it in the mail, yeah. it is yeah. a crime. Yeah. 20 years in prison as yeah. a result of that. They will not let him talk about the potential penalty the judge wants to apply. But, so know, the like, jurors don't even know that this the, a guilty verdict right. could get him 20 years right, in jail. Right, right, right. The jurors don't know that it carries a potential 20-year sentence, and Ken Hovind has been refused to talk about it. So, uh, Rudy, Rudy Davis, Rudy's all the way. So they don't want to. They don't want to let the jury know that literally mailing this letter could get him 20 years because no juror is going to convict Ken Hoven of for a 20-year jail sentence um, because of this. Now, the one guy said 100. I don't know whether they brought it back um, to 20, but they're going to make sure the jury doesn't know the potential. And you know that if, if they can get a guilty plea, they're going to they're gonna throw the book at him for every every year every amount of time they can get him in there this this wicked judge we need to pray for ken Hogan. Yeah. i said this folks let's just pray for one righteous ju a juror one righteous juror that's really really all we need we know that ultimately it'll be the hand of the lord that will that will deliver him thanks really for thank that you update. coach thank you thank God you bless you man. Right. thanks God folks Okay, I'm sorry. That that's that started at the end of the video. I, I don't know why my videos have gotten so messed up, but let's let's start this from the beginning. It's it's about five minutes. We're standing outside the courthouse here in Pensacola, Florida, where uh, Ken Hovind's on trial. There's a good group of us here. Many of us have been outside here all day holding signs. You can maybe hear some street preaching going on behind us. But Rudy has just come out after the morning session has taken place, and we're just going to have, have him give us a little bit of an update uh, of exactly what's going on, what's happening there, Rudy. 
And one of the first things I noticed, Coach Dave, is that when we tried to open our Bible, the man came over and told us that we have to keep our Bibles closed. I wasn't the only person he told that. He told that to somebody else, too. In, in the courtroom. In the courtroom. We, we cannot open our Bibles in the courtroom. Another thing that was uh, striking to me is I cannot carry a piece of notepad. I can't carry... Satan doesn't like it when you open the Word of God. If this doesn't prove to you that this is spiritual, that what we're dealing with here, this wicked judge, she will not allow any open Bibles. Can't pray in the courtroom, and you can't take any notes because they want to make sure that none of what they're, all of the illegal garbage they're doing is documented on paper. This is how wicked and evil uh, this, judge, this judge is. Uh, Taylor just brought up a good point. She said, I guarantee you if that would have been a Quran that you know some muslim would have they wouldn't have they wouldn't have said or, or if they would have tried to stop or they'd be riding probably you know in the streets of from from muslims or whatever so i mean you know there's just such a double standard here we we've got no freedom of religion we've got no freedom of speech in the courtroom uh i mean just your rights are absolutely suspended because of the whims of this wicked evil judge uh anything to write on Right. The only thing that let me keep is my Bible. But it has to be closed. Though. It has to be closed. Matter of fact, there's a gentleman that sat beside me that opened his Bible, and another gentleman came over and said, if you open that Bible again, I'm going to kick you out. Right? And then not only that... The devils tremble when you open the Word of God. Okay? Particularly the KJV Bible. They tremble. And that's well known. And so they, the, the, the judge don't want none of that. No, sorry, none of the wicked wicked entities in that in that courtroom want any of that. So they're going to do everything they can to make sure that doesn't happen. But I wanted to bring a notepad to be able to take notes of what was said and the, you know what's going on. I can't take notes. Uh, I will say there's also a psychological thing going on where Miss Judge Margaret Casey Rogers is asking all the questions. The judges. The judges. Not the attorneys. Not the attorneys. The judge has set herself up as, and I, maybe this is very common in federal court, but she's asking all of the questions and she's um, asking like where you work, do you have military experience? Uh, of, the, of the jurors. Of the jurors, right? She's so she. She's vetting all of the jurors to make sure that she gets the most biased group of jurors in there she deems um, suitable that she can assure herself of trying to get um, the maximum, uh, the, the conviction, the guilty plea from all of them. She's, she's assuring all of that's going on. I mean, it's just so unbelievable what we're talking about here. So wicked and evil, unconstitutional, unlawful controlling the entire courtroom from from start to finish the attorneys haven't even said anything i don't know what time it is right now uh coach Dave. one o'clock it's about one o'clock but we haven't even selected the jurors yet so uh, that's still going on they're still expecting to finish selecting the jurors but it's it's uh, they, she she also read off a list of potential witnesses a long list and it's all the people that ken hoven has uh communicated with and i would say the past year or so i was on the list i didn't even know i was going to be on the list so i could be you know it's not about me but i'm just saying it was uh, Miss Gia Ambrosia, my wife, uh, there was a list of other folks as well. It's like, why do they bring them up as a potential list just because Ken Hovind was able to uh, make a collect call? And you have to realize how corrupt the collect phone system is. Ken Hovind will call anybody, right? right. So, um, you know, so anyway, I thought that was fairly interesting. But the main thing that struck me is that the judge is controlling the entire aspect of this entire case. The attorneys haven't been able to say anything. Ken Hovind is in the, in the courtroom? Ken Hovind is in the courtroom room along with Paul J. Hansen and um, uh, they've got us uh, maybe 30 to 40 I didn't count them all uh, but they're 30 to 40 potential uh, juror members and they're trying to select uh, from that list and they're going through and asking them about what they did for a living did they have any previous experience with the IRS any previous experience with the government anything that could uh, but the main aspect is a psychological aspect that she is the queen of the courtroom and everybody's trying to please and answer every question that she has. When in my opinion, she is a corrupt judge and should have recused herself long, long ago. That's, that's you know, what I think is going so, on. So Rudy, for those who don't understand, she also was the judge in the previous case. That's right, sir. The Judge Hoven is in. That's right. Uh, whether or not she's an honest person or whatever, just the, the appearance of impropriety right. that she's already ruled on this one time. That's right. Just doesn't look real good. Yeah, she, shouldn't, she should not be the judge on the new charges. Not only that, but in the previous court transcripts on page like I think 9 or 12 she referred to creation science evangelism as an extensive as Ken Hovind specifically and get this I want to make sure everybody gets this she referred to Ken Hovind as the leader or organizer
organizer of an extensive criminal operation. That is in the court's transcripts. There's no dispute about that. There's also so, so now she's sitting in judgment sitting again. In, yes, exactly. And she, she's running every aspect of the trial. It's absolutely absurd. You can't open a Bible in the courtroom. You can't take a notepad. Why won't they let you take a notepad to take notes in the courtroom? Ask yourself why, why they won't do that. There's a disputed thing in the first uh, trial about whether she said that Kent's crimes were worse than rape or Kent was worse than a rapist. And eight people signed an affidavit that said that she heard her, they heard her say that, and yet that was removed from the trial transcripts that took 16 months for Ken Hoven to get, right? You know, normally it doesn't take that long for the trial transcripts to get to Ken Hoven. Rudy, here, here's where we are with it, and, and I try to help people understand this. We we believe that what happened to Kent was was injustice. We Amen. believe that. Yes. We believe it's water under the bridge, really, yes. and that's something maybe we'll be dealt with at another time. The point that we're trying to make is they've got enough of his flesh, right? Eight he's, years. He's been, he's been in jail eight, eight years. Eight years. Amen. Eight, eight he, years. I don't believe he was guilty even for a second, but even if you believe he's guilty, he spent eight years in prison. Eight years in prison, my God. You know. And at the end of the eight years, they wanted to tack right. 20, 20 more on. It's so like, it's, what is going on? Right? It's like, uh, there's something going on here more than just mail fraud and uh, yeah, gotcha. you know, uh, contempt of court. There's something going on much bigger. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, brother. principalities and Amen. powers, Amen. evil spirits in high places. So, Rudy, we're going to go back in after lunch. They'll, yes, sir. they'll continue the jury selection. Once that's done, then we'll probably, probably get on with the yeah, They said it could take up to one to two weeks. Yeah. One to two weeks. Listen, folks, don't miss this. He mailed a letter. That's what he's really on trial for now, as to the impact of that letter. But that was his crime, right, Rudy? Right. Had he hand carried the letter right, and delivered it, it's not, not a crime. A crime right. But because he sent yeah. it in the mail, yeah. it is yeah. a crime. Yeah. 20 years in prison as yeah. a result of that. They will not let him talk about the potential penalty the judge wants to apply. But, so know, the like, jurors don't even know that this but, a guilty verdict right. could get him 20 years right, in jail. Right, right, right. The jurors don't know that it carries a potential 20-year sentence, and Ken Hovind has been refused to talk about it. So. Okay, so in that, we already kind of heard that last part there. Apologize for reading playing a little bit of that um so anyway i think that should bring us all up to speed on what's going on here the wickedness the corruption that that we're looking at here um i'm gonna i'm gonna try to get out of here tomorrow um get down there uh tuesday morning would probably be the latest i'd be leaving so i'm gonna try it in somewhere between tomorrow and tuesday early early at the latest, because I think he had said earlier that I guess Kent's going to present his case. Um, I think the jury selection, I, I think, has been done because they're saying that Kent would present his case this week, and they had mentioned one time on their Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. So I want to try to get down there as soon as I can and um, get this teaching up here, and uh, um, you know. Looking forward to, to going down there and, and hopefully seeing some of my listeners. And uh, I don't really get out like ever. <laughs> so um, I haven't done anything like this where I've actually been, you know, out there like that since probably the tour I did in 06. Um, maybe, maybe a couple times in Bellevue, Florida. Um, but anyway, um, uh, Godspeed, anyone you know, uh, going down there and, uh, hopefully we can get some people down there and praying and, 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 uh, praying and fasting and whatever, whatever you feel convicted to do. I know most people are not going to obviously be able to go down there and, um, whatever you can do, uh, regarding prayer, fasting, or, or, uh, whatever else you might be convicted of doing, I'd encourage you to do that and, uh, love to see, righteous judgment done regarding this because this has been um such an injustice the, 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 to the likes of which i've i can't even comprehend what we're what we're looking at here with him and uh satan just really 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 wants to keep him in prison is what this boils down to so uh god bless you this is the end of part one and i will go to part two next. So God bless you. See you in part two. Scott Johnson's 900 plus audio teachings and PDF documents are available for free 24-7 on the internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G. For F O R Truth T 
T-R-U-T-H.com. In addition, we also offer a free Christian current event and health email newsletter. You can sign up at contendingfortruth.com. These email newsletters typically only generate about three to six emails per month if you subscribe to both lists. Please prayerfully help us to continue this work. For mail correspondence or to support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson, 3730 North, Highway 16, Suite Number 211, Denver, North Carolina, 28037. Or on the internet, a PayPal donation link can be found at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you, and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.